Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Thanks for joining us. So grab a coffee, turn up the volume. Here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Business podcast, Two Daughters and Their Dad. I am your host, Stacey J. Dempsey, and the J is very important because it's what brings all the joy. Thankfully, as always, with every episode, we have the dad and the other daughter, Jack and Jennifer. Good morning to the two of you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody. And we are super fired up this morning because we have a special guest with us today. Uh, We have... Joe, who is the owner of Pizza City, multiple pizza cities, a real estate flipper, landlord, an all-over entrepreneur. So, Joe, good morning to you, and thank you for being a part of our podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, Joe, we'd like to just kind of dive right in. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business and what you what you have going on right now? I've been doing... Um on my own since I got out of high school. At first, I got into like computers a little bit. My family was always in the restaurant business. So I tried to got my first restaurant, worked ever since. I started really my own restaurant when I was 24 years old, ran it, and it just multiplied after that. Then I did that for a little bit and I got into houses a little bit, bought a little house, flipped it or kept it. And I just stayed local, like in Gloucester County, really. I have a truck, 2008, I have 400,000 miles. Well, nobody can see this right now, but Jack has the biggest smile from ear to ear because Jack is the biggest proponent of buy a car, take care of it, and run it into the ground. So when you said 400,000 miles, Jack is like being glee right now. And honestly, Joe, so do you. You're like, yes, I got it. I got this truck. People ask me why. So now I just want to see how many miles I can get now. So the owner of two locations of, of Pizza City, within Pizza City, you have 40 employees. Tell us a little bit about that. I believe that if you treat them like you want to be treated, they will stick around. But I believe them. you treat them really good, most of the time you get treated back. Mistakes happen. I just treat them with respect and they appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of different personalities. You got to have thick skin and just let it go and just and be a, and be a listener. You really got to be a listener. You got to be very laid back. At the end, everyone just wants to get a paycheck. Everyone has to work as a team. Yeah, definitely. I, what I hear you saying is that number one, you said, you know, you being the peacekeeper and being that even keel, it sounds like, because, you know, when you put any type of group of people together, you know, there's highs and lows within, you know, working relationships. But having that even keel attitude, it sounds like, you have yeah. uh, people tend to lean on that and, and look to that. And that's a very hard skill to learn because I, my some employees, like I sold a couple of pizza shops to them. I mean, they were the best in the kitchen. They knew how to do everything, but they were not people person. And they always said, Joe, I can't find people. They always want to leave. They always want to leave. And they get burned out because they work in so much because they're doing everything by themselves. That was a good skill to I picked up. At the end of the day, it's just really, it's just food. You make a mistake, you just, uh, it is what it is. So, Joe, earlier you were saying that um, you have actually never worked for another person, that you've always been, had that entrepreneurial spirit and kind of done your own thing. Is there something that maybe you can identify with, you know, whether it's your personality or just what your goals are that has always like pushed you towards just doing your own thing and not working for someone else. I'm just like a uh, work ethic. I'm a go-getter. Can't teach work ethic. I think that's a um, major thing. You either have it or you don't, right? When I was always young, I was, my mom always said, you was, my room was always clean. That's like, I want to make sure everything's good. 
And my brothers, sometimes they left a little sloppy. I will clean it up, make sure everything's good. I was just, I wanted everything perfect. Like, oh, perfect. Good. Like, I just did the extra step. Yeah, just let me jump in here. I mean, I want to go back to the employees, uh, Joe. I mean, I think one of the things that we talk about, you know, with entrepreneurship is a lot of business owners, you know, they get into business and they do underestimate. They underestimate, you know, just how hard it is to build a team yes. around them and um you know because they might be very good like jennifer potentially i mean very good at doing hair but now she has a salon where she has to build a team around her yes you know and it sounds like some of the folks that you have done worked with and sold your shops they were they were really good in the kitchen they really know how to but building the team was just a skill that they just hadn't they didn't learned do yeah. or didn't know and just didn't realize and so and, didn't, and they didn't like it they wanted to go back before they said i used to work five days and i had two days off and now when you own it right. you don't have really days off anymore you have to work because somebody doesn't show and stuff you always have to be there and they didn't like that yeah. I, now i had to work for somebody to get a paycheck when i want off i just say i want a week off and i get a week off again i think that's an important point for our listeners you know who are either thinking about some type of entrepreneurial endeavor is i to ask yourself you know, what kind of employees do I need? You know, I'm going to need employees to do this. I can't do it all by myself. So, you know, one of the questions they should be asking is, you know, do am I going to be dealing, like in your case, I would think a lot of your employees are younger, you know, like late teens, early 20s, teenagers, that type yes. of workforce, right? Yes. Yeah. So obviously a different a different skill set managing that age group because obviously you've got to deal with you know just natural immaturity because they're young. Maybe yes. in many cases, I would think some of them are even maybe their first jobs. Yes. Right. Yeah. So have you ever have you seen where you've been able to kind of pick up on some things with that on how to coach some of those employees maybe early on to get them off on the right foot? The counter people, when it was their first jobs, they're very like shy. They don't know how to talk to the customers. And I told them, you got to talk to them, like say hello and stuff, because they won't even say hello. They were just like, there's the money, like don't even look in them the eyes or nothing. Some of them are good. I mean, some of them I start, they start 16, 17, they're their first jobs too. Just be patient. You got to be patient. It's a generation gap different than I was when that age, but everyone's different now with these cell phones and text messages and stuff. I mean, I see now, the kids, they don't like to be on the phone. They just want to text. And, and you see in the business too, it's it's changing that way too because they just want to order online. People don't even want to talk on the phone either. The customers just want to just do it online, just get it over with. It's a change. In, and you have to change with the times. You can't be like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm not doing that. If you don't change, you're going to be left out. What's something that you've changed maybe over the even, over the, I mean, obviously a lot of us have had to change, you know, since yeah, COVID or some things, but you know, just maybe anything else that you're just doing a little bit different now than maybe five years ago, or certainly even a lot different now from when you started in uh, in the uh, restaurant business. It's very hard to find people right now. It's very hard. Like I put an ad in, I don't get really no response anymore. Before you used to get a lot of people used to be coming knock on the door looking for work. So now how has the pizza business been since COVID? How did you guys oh. maneuver that? Well, COVID helped the business, I think at pizza city because um a lot of restaurants close and with all pizzerias it's just not mine it's just because we're built like pick up and delivery that's what we were doing so more people were home so really our, our business kind of increased during the covid time when all their other restaurants were closed well that's refreshing to hear that covid actually helped your business and didn't affect it 
too terribly bad. So it sounds like it some small adjustments. I mean, look, I didn't have to close. I mean, with the employees, nobody got sick, careful and stuff with that part. You know what I heard? It was because of Pizza City that they added 19 to the end of COVID because now we're all <laughs> 19 pounds heavier because we just lived on pizza. But I got a lot of salads at Pizza City. We were going to call it Healthy City pretty soon. There's a lot of health in pizza because I know yeah. a lot of comfort. <laughs> Pizza's a comfort food. It's easy food. It's easy feeds a family. Dempsey Weiss & Associates is a multi-line insurance agency successfully meeting the insurance and financial needs of the landscaping, business contractor, and agricultural community in southern New Jersey and southeastern Pennsylvania since 1989. To learn more, visit us at www.dempseyweiss.com. J Faith Hair Studio, centrally located in southern New Jersey. J Faith Hair Studio is the place to go to become the best version of yourself. Confidence in your appearance is always important, and a great hairstyle is an absolute necessity. Visit jfaithhairstudio.com to book your appointment today. So, how about how about drawing customers into your into your restaurants? I mean, or, you know, how how are you doing that now? Now it's, yeah, it's different with that with uh with social media now it's a lot I used to do with a lot of with mailing and stuff but now people really go with mailing Instagram Twitter all that stuff like you get people out there I used to do with a lot of direct mails now you see that's like dying off a lot you used to like send your send your menu out like right you know you would yeah. send like a the flyer that had you flyer know, yeah and you got to be now like inside you got to be more modern too you can't just keep like the old school you got to redo your place a little bit too. You know, I've, I'm seeing a lot now, for example, the company, they call it Slice, you know. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, are you are those kind of things starting to help your business? It's another convenient thing for the owner. Sometimes it's not worth it too much because they're taking a lot of percentage out of it. Right. And Slice is good because it's not too bad as percentage, but DoorDash and up why work? I mean, <laughs> they take right. a lot of the profit. And you see people now, they don't really, they don't care. Like, oh, I pay, now they pay delivery charge, convenient fees, all that stuff. They don't care if it costs an extra $10. I was, uh, I heard some numbers, you know, like during COVID, what, what some of these pizza delivery folks were making in the course of a night, you know, just between what you will pay them and tips. I mean, I'm like, dang, I think I better throw that into my uh, course of my day. If I knew that, uh, my first job would have been, if I had a job, uh, like high school or delivery driver would be the best. You make good money <laughs> doing deliveries and stuff. Yeah. Local, go to pizza shop. That's a good job. <laughs> in college, or if you're retired, you want something to do, a little couple hours here, and you meet people, you talk to people, it's good good money. Right. Now with the GPS, like before, delivering when I started, didn't have the phones and stuff. It was, you really had to know the area. Now you can, it tells you the house, the color and everything. and yeah that's one thing that did change a lot because before i had to get the i had the big map and we had to tell the people now you just go right there on your phone before i first delivered i had to go i found the street i had to find the number because the numbers were all different but now it tells you the color of the house and the car in the car they have in the driveway you know when you bought your first business where did you get the financials to be able to buy your first business did you save up money did you borrow money? How did you do that? I saved a little bit and my family helped a little bit. They all told me you were crazy because they said, oh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but I said, I can do it. They did help me out and I did pay them back. So they were happy it. when you paid them back with interest or what? They were happy, but they were happy that I, I did good. When my son was born and stuff, I wanted um I want to spend more time with him. And I always said that, listen, the business is going to be there no matter what. I mean, maybe I'll make a little less now because it is what it is. I'm not there. I'm not going to point out every single detail and 
yeah, if I was at the place all the time, maybe I could make more money because I made more stuff perfect. I want to spend some time with my family. I'm not going to be slave to the pizza shop. So I hired more people. Now I'm more back because my son's older and I have more time in my hands. But I always spend more time at home, like even now too. Like I didn't want to be like my parents, they thought different. They thought he had to always stay in the store. Like the morning or night, I don't do I go on vacation and my place is still open and it runs. Having that mindset going into business is important because you know, I think you're right. You know, you have to say, all right, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to pursue this business. But at some point, you know, I don't I don't want to be a slave to the business. You, know? you get burned so, out. You're going to get burned out. I mean, yeah. you can make money. You get, it, it's not hard to make money. You got to sacrifice, especially yep. on your own. I mean, yeah, Pizza City, this business has been around for 50 years. To build that, it took a long time. I used to come in when I was a kid. They had a good name and stuff. It, it's much easier. It's starting from a scratch. It's very hard just to build the name out there. You can have the greatest food and just the name takes time. And Little Jim's is the same way. I bought it and I built up on it. So when you buy a business like that, I mean, typically, again, I mean, not going into all the details, but you know, how does how do you structure a buyout of a business like that? Do you just go borrow the money and pay it one lump sum, or do you do you pay it out over time out of the future cash flow of the business? Yes, a lot of the a lot of these businesses, banks don't really get into it because you don't own the real estate and stuff. So a lot of the people like really hold papers, like the owners. Like when I sold my business, I hold papers. I gave the guy, the guy gave me a little bit and then the rest, he paid me installments for like three years. And then he paid me off. You needed some down payment because at least they have some interest. You don't get no down payment. They don't have nothing to lose. They're like, oh, I'm leaving. Do you uh, just kind of keep it going the way it is? Do you go in and make some changes, menu changes, things like that, uh, kind of to bring your own? I learned uh, you just keep everything the same and then you, you get to know the customers and then you see what can be improved like say the cheese they used a little bit cheaper then you just up then you just upgrade the cheese a little bit i i don't recommend doing nothing like the extreme you go in there and start changing you do it little by little because you don't want to fix if it's working a little bit it's working you don't want to kill the it's not working you just fix it and it gets better and better and they get to know you because i know from experience if you can keep everything the same and the, they like the owners everything's the same all the cooks all the stuff they don't see that guy there Oh, the food's different. How about that part of it? When you have, when you buy a place, you know, is there something that you do early on for those employees that have been with the previous owner for some period of time? I mean, how do you kind of deal with maybe their uneasiness about? I mean, they all want, they all have families. They all worry about getting, and they need money and stuff. You just insure them say, listen, I'm not, you're, I uh, heard you were a good team. I want to keep you here. I need you as a team too. I says, we're going to work as a team and. They really like me better than the older guy. Well, that's interesting because, again, I think, you know, you bring up a good point of when we're when someone's thinking about that entrepreneurship, you know, in a particular whatever it may be, you know, whether it's the restaurant business, whether it's you any know, business. plumbing, right, any business, you know, does it make sense for me to start out on my own and build from scratch or to go out and try and, you know, and try and buy something? So, I mean, how do you I mean, you just kind of just go with what you know or do, are you do you have any pizza shops in your pipeline now that you have your eye on that you might want to be buying in the future or how do you know no i just sold one i sold last one in uh, uh october i bought a couple houses but i'm going to stick with houses right now these two maybe in a couple years i'm going to sell one more 
uh, I'm just, I probably just want one. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The order I get is like a lot. I, I'd rather stick with like fixing houses and rent them out and stuff. That's why I'm trying to build a portfolio with the houses and stuff. It's, well, the nice thing about real estate is, you know, especially with that rental income is it's what we call that residual income. You know, yes. that, those rents are showing up and, you know, and yeah, you're, you're not unlocking a door and, and closing up at night to make yes. sure these dollars are coming in. So I that's get the that. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I own one pizza shop in Clayton. That's the one I, I own the building and stuff. Yeah. So my thing is maybe just rent out the business and get an income a little bit if I want something and let them worry about the employees and all that stuff. Well, so Joe, if story, there was, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. So Joe, if there was one piece of advice that you could get someone that was, you know, thinking about going out on their own, what would that, what would that be? Think about it. I mean, put everything, put the positive and the negatives, make sure you have a little back. You should have a little cushion. It's tough. It's it, it looks. People say, "Oh, it's easy." It's not really. Maybe I look easy, but it's not easy. It's a lot of stress. Nothing's easy. Well, good advice, Joe. That was really good advice. So we want to thank you for being on our podcast today and taking Ooh. some time out to chat with us. It's been great yes, to yes. have you. Um, to our listeners, um, please be sure to share this podcast with your family and your friends. Also, if our listeners have any questions, you can email us at two daughters. That's T W O. Two daughters and their dad at gmail.com. And we will be sure to answer those questions in an upcoming episode. So until we can all be together again, everyone be safe, be well, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And we will see you guys soon. Bye-bye. We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss and Associates and J Faith Hair Studio. Thank you.